Professor Malekhapur Mahoba was the first witness to testify after all parties' legal representatives made their opening submissions. The hearings are seeking to provide redress and closure for the affected families. Mahoba says regarding the deaths, these unlicensed NGOs could not resist accepting more patients than they could handle just to make more money. He says in some cases, officials carried on doing wrong things because of their loyalty to their superiors. Mahoba has described the handling of the relocations as reckless and negligent. This 118 patients can be classified as follows. 108 of these patients were direct patients that had come from life as many, and the 10 patients that are died are, are people who died associated, I think, with the movements, the transfer, and the effects of the life as many project. And they largely died in one NGO that was never licensed. NGO Section 27 says government must account as to why it insisted on moving the patients to ill-equipped facilities despite repeated warnings. The NGO, which represents more than half of the families of the victims, says the cost-saving argument which was advanced doesn't hold water as government ended up paying more at these facilities. Section 27's advocate Adil Hassin. What was the motivation that drove this course of action? The burden of answering this lies with the government. The sorry tale of extreme neglect, insufficient or rotten food, exposure to cold, lack of medication, overcrowding, abuse, death, late notifications of death, picking through bodies stacked upon each other in morgues is best told by the families themselves, as they will. Trade Union Solidarity represents families of three victims. The union's lawyer, Dirk Kronewald, the family members of the late Yaku Stolz, Tabo Monyane, and David Mpofu expect from this government in these proceedings to provide them with information regarding the circumstances and cause of death of their loved ones, to give feedback to these family members of what steps the government has taken to hold those responsible accountable and to be provided with an apology. Legal Aid South Africa says survivors of the Esidimeni tragedy must also be compensated for the trauma they suffered during the relocations. The organization was accepted as an interested party in the arbitration process. Legal Aid SA's Lila Kraus says there are about 1,700 patients, including 300 children, who are also seeking redress. Any quantum will depend on the facts applicable to each of these subgroups. For instance, were they transported by an ambulance versus an open bucky bound by linen? Whether the NGOs had the capacity to care for them or not? Whether other mental health users died whilst in the same NGO? And whether the families were aware to where the men- our group were relocated to and practical issues such as those? Government has accepted liability for the deaths and has committed to ensure that there's redress for the families of the victims. Speaking on behalf of the state, advocate Deboho Hutamo said they were committed to giving a full account of the events that led to the deaths. It will become quite apparent as the proceedings will unfold that the state, after having taken responsibility of the events which occurred, has on numerous occasions has expressed regret for the incidents which has actually occurred. Those incidents uh, should have been prevented 
what has happened is really regrettable. The family's lawyers were not impressed that the state had omitted former health MEC Gadani Mashango on its list of five witnesses. They want her and other senior officials to be subpoenaed. The hearings will continue this morning with a cross-examination of Professor Mahoba. I'm Wissani Makubele in Johannesburg.